0: Hey, everyone, it's Michael. Before we get started, wanted to introduce you to the Union GK Premium. With Premium, you'll get vetted pro players and coaches, interactive breakdown sessions, and exclusive content from top names. Want to try it free for 30 days? Go to unionsports.com content slash join. Or download the app free at the Union GK on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18 I'm Michael Magid, live from West Hollywood, California, with me with a 20-minute pre-roll podcast of their, <laughs> their own, the one and only 99 World Cup winner, Saskia Weber, and former MLS Goalkeeper of the Year, and Pittsburgh Riverhounds Goalkeeper Coach, the one and only John Bush Bushy. Uh, you guys, I'm not going to lie, you guys could have just just kept doing your own show. I could have gone and made lunch, seriously.
1: <laughs> the gift of gab the gift of gab
2: <laughs> as absolutely especially when you're on the same page <laughs> yeah,
0: and and that's actually one of the one of the great things about that bushy is you know sometimes you know we'll have guests on you know that we're not as familiar with uh, you know they're 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 newer friends to the podcast and then we have you know uh veterans like yourself have been on like 30 times and it's like you know what <laughs> just just let it go just let it go and just start talking and something's <laughs> gonna come out of it something's gonna come out of it Take like a reunion. Yeah. Exactly. Was, the only thing I remember
1: is Stan has warned me not to curse so much. So I'm going I'm really gonna try not to <laughs> understand that, guys. So
0: Oh my gosh! Oh man, I uh, you know, speaking speaking of uh of of uh of of reunions and everything like that, uh, I you know, Stan Anderson and Camp Shoutout, obviously, you know, um, obviously they make makes a lot of connections and stuff like that, uh, you know, Bushy, I know uh, you weren't able to obviously be at, at Camp Shoutout this uh this year, but you but you're always there in spirit and everything like that, and you know, uh, everyone's got. Everyone's got those HPGs, you know, as they're as they're as they're walking around on the fields and everything like that, and it just immediately just reminds me of of the John Bush uh, uh, demos uh, at camp. Shutouts, just eighteen-year-olds and you know, and and forty-five-year-old John Bush out there uh, <laughs> doing, doing the demos, man. That, I love that it. was
1: that was probably the last time. That was it. That's what <laughs> eighteen,
2: but John, that's what eighteen-year-olds are for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um.
0: You know, I mean, actually, that's the funniest thing. Is that Suskit, weren't you, weren't you asked a few months ago if uh, if you wanted to go out there and uh, and get in the cage or something like that? It was like some sort of reality contest or something like that? They were looking for goalkeepers. No,
2: you're so off, but that's okay. I'm but so I, I get okay. asked, I get asked a lot. Like, oh, especially like women's leagues on the weekends or, or co-ed leagues. I'm like, absolutely not. First of all, nobody plays defense. So I'm just gonna get my butt kicked, and I'm like, you know, like no, I don't have to do that anymore.
0: Like, i got I, I got bruised ribs last thursday
2: see I, I, i've got
1: no interest no. whatsoever
2: like, whatsoever I, look i love it i
1: love training goalkeepers i have zero interest to ever play again now <laughs> if you got an old man pickup hockey league i'm in all right but you want me to go play 77 soccer jumping no thank you i'm yeah. good i've done my time
2: I did the con- congressional game like four, five years ago in yeah. D.C., and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that was it. And at, like Kobe was there and John Harks and everything. And like, you know, Harks tried to score on me from kickoff from midfield. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, you know, and I was all over the place. And I remember uh, Kobe looked at me and was just like, are you getting paid for this? And I'm like, no, but I, I, there's no switch off for me. I can't yeah. come out here and avoid a tackle or, like, you know, not, like, like extend dive. I can't go for a 1v1. I can't not do that. Yeah. I go, you can do that on the field. I can't not do that. Trust me, I had dislocated my shoulder. I had a big bag of ice on afterwards. I'm still having, like, like, PTSD from it. But I played well. I played great. So, <laughs> like, that was it. Drop the mic. Bye-bye
1: there you go and then the next and then the next day you're going why did i do that
2: yeah
0: <laughs> bushy 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 speaking of a, a competition uh congratulations uh to you uh for those people who aren't familiar out there uh, you know why don't you tell them a little bit about your pittsburgh riverhounds season uh because you guys what were the most points in the league is that is that, is that how you guys finish the, the the um regular season
1: yeah there's one game to go in the regular season for everybody this weekend coming um but we, uh, this past weekend, going down to Tampa, uh, won 2 zero, uh, and that gave us, they call it the, the player's shield in the in the USL. So not only did we win the East, we won the overall title uh, for the entire league, um, which is, uh, it was quite special for this organization. Uh, they've won the East before, they've never won the overall title, um, so it was the first one, and uh good place to do it. You know, Tampa's a very good team. Um, They were three points behind us going into the game. So if they win, it would have been all to play for this weekend. But uh, it's quite nice too because all the USL, you know, reporters and all that, you know, going into the season didn't even pick us to make the playoffs. So it was it was nice to kind of, uh, you know, stick one to them and, and show them that, you know, Bob Lilly is Bob Lilly every single year. And the guy, the guy just wins. It just wins. It doesn't matter who's on the team. He, he always finds a way. And uh so that was our, you know, that's our first trophy. And now it's, you know, we've enjoyed that for a day or two and now it's, yeah, you know, we got to finish the season off in Detroit this weekend and then uh get ready for playoffs.
0: You, you know, I, I, I will say one thing, you know, Bushy, what, one thing I love about, you know, you, you being in the USL and working, you know, with a with a franchise like Pittsburgh and everything like that is that obviously a lot of those players, you know, they aspire to play at the highest level that they can possibly be. And obviously you played at the highest level, uh, you, know, you know, out there. And so, you know, for you to be working with them and you're not speaking from concept, you're speaking from, hey, I've been there. I, I know what it takes to get to that level
1: yeah I think you know well, first of all you know working with Bob yeah I played for Bob a hundred years ago so he, he's old school I love that style uh we get on very very well we have a very good relationship I knew what I was getting into here he knew what he was getting from my side um you know but to be able to work with all these young men um and and like you said be able to say to them you know not just with my words but you know have them understand like I did it I did it for five years, grinding every single week, every single day, you know, riding the buses like they are and, and things mm-hmm. like, I mean, we didn't have facilities like we have now. I mean, the, if you guys saw this facility, they've just opened last January. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We've got our, you know, our own place. We've got the Academy upstairs, like it's proper, you know, you feel like a proper football club here, Um, you know, but I think that's what makes it special is I've got three young goalkeepers here and I've been in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when things are good or things are a little bit bumpy or a little bit inconsistent, I, I know what they're going through. I I know how to, to speak with them. I know sometimes when they need that arm around them and when they need my foot up their ass, you know, so uh, that I think is, is Something I can bring to the table for these these young men simply because I've been there and I've done it. Yeah, you,
0: you know, Saskia, you know, one thing that that I love about Bushy, you know, obviously, other than the fact that like he's trying so hard not to curse, uh, I already is, did. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, is that you know a lot of these young goalkeepers, especially today, you know, they think that you know, uh, you know played on the U S men's national team, you know, was MLS goalkeeper of the year. And so they assume, Oh, it must've all just been handed to him on a silver platter, but no, I mean, there's a lot of goalkeepers out there. I mean, we even talk about like, you know, Fallon Tillis Joyce, you know, uh, who's now at Manchester United, you know, she, she had to start out, you know, in the second division in France before even getting an opportunity to get on a bench in NWSL and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, it does, it doesn't just happen for every goalkeeper. They just automatically start off on a top tier team.
2: No, and especially for a goalkeeper, to be honest with you, like with a field player, and we've talked about this a lot with a field player, you can go in, you can be on the bench, you might get 15 minutes here, you might get two minutes there, but you you can get played in with goalkeepers, very rare, and so it's, it's even more of a journey and you have to find those other divisions. You have to go outside of your box and go outside of the country or whatever it is you have to do to get your games in, to get your reps um, and work at it because goalkeepers do get better with age. And um, you know, there is a cutoff, but they do get better somewhat. They do get better with age an experience but and you have to go get it because you're not at the end of the day you're not getting it on the bench
0: you know and and I'm just thinking about you know Bushy I mean you're you know you're you're your number one you know this year you know white you know he 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 uh he's what 24 24 years yeah Jamal, yeah Jamal is 24 yeah, but imagine so-
2: imagine if he was 24 and sitting on a bench for like LAFC right yeah. and uh-huh. not playing in this on the second team sitting on the bench So game in, game out, game in, game out. Yes, you're training with the the premier squad, but you're not playing. And so if I were a coach looking for a new goalkeeper, I I might not touch my bench. I'm going to go look at somebody that has been playing consistently in another league and is played in and ready to go. Yeah. Y- yeah. And
0: if you're 24 years old, Bushy, I mean, like not not to interrupt you or whatever, but like the thing is, is like if you're playing in that type of an environment with other grown men who are more around your age versus playing in an MLS next team with 16 mm-hmm. year olds, like what's going to be more realistic to the next level that you want to get to?
1: Yeah. And, and you know, you, you bring up a good point and that's it was actually one of the points I was just about to, to mention is you know it's, it's how she said like if you got a 24 year old sitting the bench for LAFC or Columbus Crew or whoever mm-hmm. right and your number 1 goes down you know he he hasn't gotten that 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 number 2 hasn't really gotten a lot of games maybe he's gotten a couple because if you look at most MLS next teams you know they're they're playing a 17 18 19 year old they're playing the future kid right they're they're hoping he develops To so sell.
2: De- to sell
1: to sell. Yes. You know, to sell. <laughs> more, more to sell most likely some, maybe, you know, maybe are, maybe. you know, but they're playing the young kid. And so what, yeah, what games do you getting in? All of a sudden something happens to your number one, you know, is your number two truly, truly ready yeah. to jump in game in and give it, it's not, it's not like a short-term injury, right? I'm talking more of a, of like a, a game, longer,
2: season ending,
1: a season ending, you mm-hmm. know, um, and that it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. Um but you
2: see that you see that a lot across the board where even if it's a season ending injury, a club will go out, you might play a game or two, but a club might go out, they'll go out and find somebody.
1: 100%. Like they'll go
2: out and you'll be back on the bench.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and
2: like you I've even seen it in the NWSL where it's like, well, you have this person and that person as your backups, but you'll see a team will go out to Europe. They'll go somewhere else and they'll bring in, they'll bring in a weathered goalkeeper just in case.
1: Yeah. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, so I, I think it's, you know, and, and I used to have these conversations with all the young goalkeepers, you know, whether it was in Chicago or Columbus or San Jose, you know, one of the ones I did it the most with was uh, Evan Newton in San Jose because he spent, I think it was two years with us, played a game and a half. And yeah. then you know, going into the, the offseason before that third year, I, I basically said to him like you're at that point of your career, like if you if you don't go get games yep. and you come back for another season and, and play maybe one exhibition, like you're you're now losing your career, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're now in that at that age, at that moment. You know, and you're like, and a, you're
2: you're like a dugout catcher. 100- <laughs>
1: hundred percent, you know, he went down, he dropped down, played in the USL and, and ultimately owns every record goalkeeping record now in the USL. He retired at the end of last year, but I remember getting, you know, he was, he was very hesitant about it at first. Uh, but I remember him calling me at the end of the season. I basically said to him, look, I don't mind you coming back. Like we have a great time training, but you need to go right for your yeah. career. You need to go. And I remember him calling me after that first season going, you know, basically thank you for kicking me out of San Jose because I forgot how much fun and how much I enjoy actually playing. Yeah. You know, um, and, and that's a big part. Like you said earlier, that's a huge part of our development, you know, as goalkeepers. Yes. It's good to be in a, in a top quality training environment, you know, but whether you're on the bench or you're in the stands every Saturday night is not doing anything for your development you know, and, and that's, you know, so for, again,
2: And I'll school, tell you what you get in that one game and uh, this is a reality of it. And you don't yeah. perform they're They're going to yeah. move on. Yeah. Because your, your entire, your entire job for that year has been to wait for that one moment. And yeah. it, it could be something totally out of your hands, but you come in and you underperform, they will move on immediately.
1: A hundred percent. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So it's tough. You know, you, you look at, we look at here and, and, you know, Jamali and our number two kitchen our number three, Jonathan, like they understand what it means every Saturday to get three points. Mm -hmm. You know, there is something on the line. And, and, you know, again, this isn't a, uh, I'm not trying to knock, you know, MLS next, but that is a developmental league. That is to get these young kids minutes and time and either sell them or push them, push them up. Right you know our goal here yeah we want to develop because we have a younger squad our goal here is to win a trophy period plain and simple you know so it's 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 a different mindset
0: yeah. Um, I, I, I want to I move into the topic because I think, you know, this conversation in regards to, you know, coming in or, you know, dealing with adversity in regards to finding playing time and everything, I think really lends into the whole topic of applying resistance, you know, in, into your sessions. Uh, you know, Bushy, there's, there's all sorts of different types of resistance, obviously. There's physical, you know, tactical, technical, you know, kind of wh- what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? And what do we mean by resistance in, in, your, in your mind?
1: Well, I I think I know where you're going with it because you've looked at some of my videos. Um, You know, I'm a big, big proponent of band resistance on certain days, plyos, that sort of thing. You know, I'm I'm big in that. I was as a player. Um, I think there's an importance of it um, throughout the week, as long as you have your proper timeline um, in between games and that sort of thing. Uh, but, yes, there's also you know, mental resistance and things like that um, as well. And, and the more we can put them in situations where they, they have to make decisions and they have to think um, and, and they need to – I call it multitasking for goalkeeping, right, because that's, that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. You know that's what we have to do in every game. Whether you know we're organizing, we're moving our line, we're we're moving our angles at the same time. Oh, and all by the way, here comes a crosser. Here comes a shot. You know, and and so all of this has to to go together. Um, you know, and and one of the key things for me is you know because I you've seen my sessions, I like to keep a lot simple. Um, I know there's different thought processes. And, you know, not saying mine's right and theirs is wrong or vice versa. You know, I think a lot about simplicity. Now, I do always ask the question, why? Why do we do something? Um, you know, and I and I like to have answers for that. Not just, oh, just because, you know, I thought of this while I was walking out to the field. You know, I spent a lot of time uh, during the week looking at my sessions, seeing what I like, seeing what we – what we can tweak, but also relating it to my goalkeepers, you know, right, right here, you're looking at the kid actually working as a kid, Dom, just a local kid. I like to have four. So Jamali's not here. This was yesterday. Jamali's with the national team. Um, And you've got Christian and Jonathan. So Christian is on our left serve and Jonathan's on our right. You know, Chrissy's a, Chrissy's a little guy like me, right? So a lot of my thought process when we brought him in from our combine and we signed him was he's a good shot stopper um uh, he's he's good coming off his line dealing with 1v1s and and through balls um but he wasn't great dealing with crosses and bob is and, and i am as well we want an active goalkeeper we want an active goalkeeper coming off your line. So we've put a lot of time into Chris um, in training, but also with our strength and conditioning coaches, you know, because I think a lot of that. And again, I, I pick things from my time and my playing career. And, and Chris, like I said, Chris is very similar to me. Um, So I pick a lot of what I thought worked for me and I'll, you know, our weight rooms right beside our locker room. So I'm, I'm in there all the time talking to those guys and, you know, the, the buy-in that Chris has at first, he was a little bit resistant in the gym. Uh, But once we got him buying in, in, just seeing the physical difference that obviously started in the weight room. And now I'm seeing it on the field, knowing what we need out of him, right. Mm -hmm. To, to be successful Mm -hmm. for us, you know the River Hounds, and to be a successful goalkeeper for Bob, because I I know what Bob expects out of his goalkeepers. Uh,
0: just just really quickly on that, Bushy. You know, and by the way, you know, um, you know that we actually are are, are it, you know there's 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 a difference sometimes between people talking and people and, say, and people someone saying something, and and the thing I love about you, Bushy, is that every single time you're saying something, it's it's relevant to you know where the direction we're trying to go. Um, so like. Suskia, you know, you obviously, you know, obviously, you know, you know, played at the highest of levels and, you know, you were very much similar to Bushy in regards to the fact that like how important off the field maintenance was in order to get what the coach wanted out of you, you know, uh, on, on the field. So I just, I kind of want to throw that in. No,
2: absolutely. And I think, I think what coaches out there even nowadays need to realize is like, you get, you know you get gym work strength and conditioning you know resistance training and they send their goalkeepers in with the team and they're like okay everybody go with your physio and everybody's doing this routine and it's not necessary it's not helping the goalkeeper because it's a totally different action it's totally different resistance it's totally different work and so even when i was at ucla like I went to the strength and condition coach and said, you need to set up a totally different program. And he actually was a goalkeeper. So I was like, you need to set up a totally different program for the keepers. Like they come in here, they do their thing, and the field players do their. And obviously some things cross over, but mm-hmm. he, you know, you can't just say, okay, go, you know, because and yeah, you're right. But back in the day for me, I had to go find it, Mike. And I found it in all different places. Whether it was working with the track coach on my explosiveness, Mm -hmm. um, working at Rutgers, working—I had a great strength and conditioning coach in Tom Scott, and like, and he, what he, it was ahead of his time with all of, with band work, with everything, Um, and so. But you, you have to make sure what you're doing off the field is is goalkeeper
0: oriented mm-hmm. yeah you know speak, speaking of a uh, strength and conditioning work uh pushy i just saw a guy carrying a goal across the field and that is some solid strength and conditioning work for goalkeepers right over there just carrying those goals <laughs> <laughs> across the field oh, my the, oh, goodness. oh man you, you know i haven't had lunch yet because uh i'm a little loopy uh <laughs> right Right now, uh, Bushy, I want to talk about the mental aspect about it, because I think, you know, a, a lot of the times, you know, when we're doing any sort of plyo work or resistance work like that, um, there's an, a mental a mental aspect to it in regards to being able to deal with that type of adversity. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't you kind of elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, look, at, at this level that we're watching now, at the end of the day, this is a business. And Sasha, she'll tell you as well, right? Like this is a business. You're getting paid to do this, you know. So for me, it's you know, you you better be mentally tough, you know, and you better, especially for Bob Lilly, you you better want to grind, and you better enjoy. Like I look at this, and and I love I love this stuff during the week. I love these days. I, you know, there's something wrong with me. There really is, but
2: yeah. you know, I love I, them too.
1: You know, and, and we're just built differently. Goalkeepers are just different, you know, but I think for me, you know, one of the points I really try to stress with these, with these young goalkeepers that, that want to turn pro, you know, everybody wants to be a pro, right? Everybody wants, I had this conversation earlier today with somebody, everybody wants to be a pro until they realize what it actually takes to be a pro, you know, and not just, not just a pro, but to be a good pro. And then it's, whole, yeah. Yeah. You got to put that time in, whether it's in the gym, on the field, you know, doing your recovery, doing your, you know, strengthening condition, talking to your sports psychologist, all of this is now part of your day to day. It's your job. It is your job. And I think <laughs> I think sometimes when you get these young youngsters coming out of college, you know that are good players. I don't, th- you know, I, I don't want to say I don't think they understand, you know, what it takes. But I don't think they understand because they're dealing with a shorter amount of time in a college season. They're dealing with a spring that you know is fun and it's a, you know okay. Well, you're you know we're going through a ten to ten and a half month season right now. You know, and it's six days a week. You know, how are you going to deal with that? How are you gonna, you know, how are you gonna deal with it when you're in a slump? How are you gonna deal with it when you're banged up? How are you gonna deal with it, you know, if if your girlfriend's mad at you or whatever, you know, how are you gonna deal with all that other stuff and be able to say, hey, I still got to get on that field and put it in today? Mm -hmm. And you know, so the mental side of it is is very important. Um, you know, and, and I've, you know, I've had to learn how to deal with that as a coach now, you know, because it is a different time than I think when we came up, you know, so again, sometimes it's, it's an arm around them and and a nice little chat during water. And sometimes it's, it's a kick up the the backside, you know, uh, when I think that they, they can push a little bit harder. Um, but if you know if if you don't hold them accountable and you don't hold them to that high standard day in and day out you're not going to get the results that ultimately you need in this business because this is this is a results oriented business you don't win games you don't win championships you get fired yeah
2: i think you can see it in college players like you could see the ones that got it and mm-hmm because like there were some that were laying on the beach all summer mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's some that mm-hmm. knew that they had to train and, yep. and understood recovery and mental recovery and that you're out of school and stuff, but also understood, look, I want to go to the next level. I, I'm, you know, I have my summer workout or my winter workout. I have my regimen. I have, you know, but am I doing it? And am I really putting it in? And it's so obvious, everybody out there, to a coach, when you come back in on that level that you haven't been doing it. And I don't want to spend the first two weeks of preseason getting you to where you should have been in, walking in the door, and and it, and that translates into being pro. You know, you you're you're out there for six, seven months, and so when you have those other months off, what are you doing? like mm-hmm. you know do i have to start at the beginning of that again do yeah. we ha- or are you continuing to work on your art and to work on your craft so that you get to that next level
0: mm-hmm. but but she i i got a question just kind of kind of on the on the technical here for the, yep. the these uh the, the the bands that you've got against the goal right there cuz it, it seems to be coming a thing that i'm seeing a lot of uh at the at the hi- at the highest of levels i don't see as much in the youth level but i definitely see it at the highest of levels what what is the what is the benefit uh, of these, uh, in a session like this? So this,
1: this is, uh, this is our plyo slash band work day where it's all resistance, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all just, I mean, you can see it there. You can't completely dive full out when you have the band on. Um, but the reason I, you know, the, the why of it all right I want him to have resistance because at the end we'll take the band off and we'll just do a couple rounds of just regular shots and now he feels quicker he feels sharper he's he's more explosive um so that's the physical kind of side of this what I'm looking for the other thing I'm looking at this too of I want to make sure, and and on the kind of the wider two shots, even though they're central, the wider two central shots is I'm pulling them, I'm pulling them out. You know, so that gives them more resistance, but it also I want them thinking, you know, if this is a shot in a game, I don't want them sitting deep. I want them challenging the shot. So I'm also having them think about their angles. And then this first round is I'm hitting volleys, I'm making them drop back in. So maybe they've come out, they've dealt with a shot, it's a reaction save, the second ball's there, now they feel like they need to drop back in, so I'm moving their angle deeper, and now I want to work for for this round. I'm hitting volleys high above, not wide necessarily, but higher above their head, so it's that quick just reaction with a hand to get it over the crossbar, because that's something – that as we started this season, I was noticing from our goalkeepers, we were a little bit slow with that um, because, again, sometimes it's a technical thing where they think they need to dive. Um, And for me, again, being a smaller guy, it wasn't necessarily I'm diving for it. It's almost like a setter in volleyball where I just have to get my arms and hands behind the ball as quick as I can, and I'm basically setting it over the crossbar. And if the rest of my body eventually follows, that's okay. so th- th- there's a whole, even though, you know, you think, well, he's just working on resistance because of the band. Yes, but then there's also specifics why I'm pulling them out, why I'm dropping them back, uh, that sort of thing um, within the, the resistance work. I'm sorry, I do, I, but, I, sorry for the VO. The VO has a mind of its own. It just losing <laughs> kind of not like. I don't know
0: why it does this. So who knows? Well it's hey, AI's taking over everything. So you know that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. In fact, I'm not even here right now. This is just an avatar. <laughs> uh, this is that's why it seems a little off. It's a it's an AI version of me. It's just uh I just had ChatGPT GPT create me. Uh anyway, uh Susk, I wanna bring up what, what just Bushy just said there in regards to like trends I was noticing in the matches, and that's why I'm starting to focus, because I think, you know, I think that's really, really important. First off, I've never, I've never actually heard of hitting the volleys above the players right there. That's something that now I'm starting to think, I'm like, Oh, I need to start adding that into my, into my sessions. Cause it is realistic to the game, especially with from a close range roof and and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, how, how important is it for you that even on a plyo day, that it's still based on trends that you're seeing during the matches
2: who are you asking?
0: I'm asking you Susk.
2: Oh, well, I mean that's the that's the genius about this, right? Is that it's a plyo day but there's realism in it, right? So you're you're getting the best of both worlds. You're not just over in a corner doing band work, and walking slow, doing shuffle side shuffles, band in between your quads and stuff like that. You're actually implementing this into the into into training and into the reality of the game, which is where you're going to get the most out of it. Because you can't can't replicate as much off-the-field movement as you do on the field, right? So, like, you can try, but, you know, how is your body moving in the goal? Every ball is different. Every angle is different. Everything's different. And so it's hard to replicate that in a stagnant situation where here, if you can do get both done, um, you know, this is the best situation to do it in.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, it. I love what you just said right there. And then, you know, Bushy, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I see compartmentalization with young goalkeeper coaches, you know, and I, I, I was a victim of this, you know, um, throughout my career as well, too. And maybe still am where I think, oh, today's focus is X. So I'm doing X and and the more and more I've I've kind of progressed as a coach, the more and more I've started realizing that well the game is possession to out of possession. Mm-hmm. If I'm just at, if I'm just focusing on one single area, I'm not really training the goalkeeper and coaching them how to play in the game. I'm I'm coaching them on how to do a specific action. And that's it.
2: Yeah, but I think also what what's important is the why here. All right, mm-hmm. So you're going to have so many goalkeeper coaches that look at this and they say, oh, OK, I'm going to get some bands and attach them to the goal and, <laughs> and have at it. But, but why? You know, you have to understand as a coach so your players understand what you're getting out of it and the why. Like, why did you set up an entire obstacle course in the goal? <laughs> what it? what's the what's the end game of that? What actually is the action and what are you trying to highlight and enhance and if it's just to set up an obstacle
0: course, then you shouldn't be doing it. Okay. You, you know, you just brought up a really good point. So and bushy. I can't tell you how many, and I'm not going to name names or whatever, but I, how many times I'll, I'll see, you know, something like this on, on a social media post or whatever. And I go, Oh, this is because that person is sponsored by this certain piece of equipment. And this <laughs> is just basically an infomercial for that piece of equipment. It's not, giving any context on why they're doing this. And that's why it's so important whenever you share anything to, if it's for, if it's truly for educational value mm-hmm. to truly explain why this is here.
1: Yeah. No, I, I again, there's no, there's no, every, you know, I'm right and they're wrong or vice right. versa. Right. There's, there's so many ways to get what you need accomplished. But again, she just said like, what's your, why, what's your reasoning? Right if you know if i want to be one dimensional and i want you know if it's plyo day i can set up hurdles and just have them jump yeah. you know but again what am i accomplishing there you know they, they can do that in the off season in the gym right how can i now incorporate the goalkeeping part of it right so mm-hmm. you're killing two birds with one stone kind of thing you know and now i'm making them think about what they're going to do on a day-to-day basis and what the, you know, what their job entails. And so, you know, with sprinkling up, you know, here I'm pulling them out first. Now I'm hitting a half volley anywhere in and around their body. Then I'm dropping them. Right. So I'm pulling them high. Now I'm dropping them back. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> All right,
1: who that guy in? By but, but, the way? I <laughs> Um, Unbelievable! So you, you, you talk about infomercials. That sounds like, like a used car salesman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I know how many people are going to Camp Shutout next year. Every day, there's a different t- tally. Oh,
1: it's <laughs> ridiculous! And then you know, whatever, whatever T-shirt or sweatshirt he finds at the Adidas outlet, like that's the latest and greatest for that week till he's sold out. So <laughs> I, appreciate <that. laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, oh my but No, you know, seriousness. There has to, you know, there has to be a why. And and in each session, you know, why are you doing certain things? You know, what each goalkeeper needs, right? You have an overall general of what they need. And then specifically, you know, what does Jamali need? What does Jonathan need? What does Christian need? You know, on a day-to-day basis. Um, also, you know, why am I doing things at certain points during the week? You know, Monday is kind of our welcome back day, right? So it's a lot of handling, but, you know, the intensity's okay, right? Tuesday's a heavier workload day. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, for instance, today, you know, the team has an optional day. I don't let the goalkeepers have optional day. They're always in, but it's more of, hey, you're not going to hit the ground much today. You're dealing with crosses and distribution, a little bit lighter on on your body, um, but we need to get, you know, we still need to get something out of it. Thursday is now – we get into Thursdays and, and now we're starting to talk about our opponent and, mm-hmm. and what we're going to bring to the table, you know, come this weekend. And so we'll get into shots, we'll get into more ball movement, you know, whether it's, you know, distribution played to me, I play wide, whatever it's going to be, right? We're, we're making it a little bit more dynamic, um, a little bit dropping the, the workload. The workload's still at a decent level, but dropping it down because we're getting later in the week. And now it's getting more specific toward what we're going to see on that weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, I want to, I want to talk about this, you know, uh, oh, this is perfect.
1: Yeah. This is a good one. Mike.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is uh this is the one where you start incorporating the field players, right? Is that yeah. What, this was a, this happened? was
1: a Wednesday again. So I asked a couple of the guys who are already out training, like if I could use them. So, I think it was before, if I remember correctly, San Antonio. We had two weeks in a row where we were we were facing teams that were playing very direct, uh, and they they whipped a lot in. And we like to play a high line regardless of who we're playing. So my thought process here was with the first little pass is having our goalkeeper starting on his front foot, right? I want his first thought, can I come get this ball over the top, whether it's in the box or outside the box right? So without having him go too far, right and and having to cover 15, 20 yards, it'll just pull him out a bit. And now at the kind of bottom of the screen, you'll see little Robbie there. He, he's one of our uh, one of our midfielders. So when the ball's played in Jamali, Robbie's gonna check somewhere, right? He's He's just gonna pop out in one direction. So now Jamali is finding him with that pass. Robbie now has two touches. We've got four guys wide, two deep and two higher where he can play any of them, right? They have two touches now to serve in. All right. The second ball would be played back to Christian, who's the goalkeeper up top. Actually, that might be Dom. And then we're playing out the other side. So he's going to get uh, two crosses kind of within one um, one set.
0: Yeah. um. I, I want to bring I want to bring this up, Saskia, because this is a conversation, you know, you always have. And we're talking about, obviously, okay. resistance and like you can't really create that mental resistance of of dealing with actual live crosses, with actual live people. And, and I think, you know, this is a conversation we always have. Saskia so like for for young goalkeeper coaches out there is that ask your to ask your team for players like you, like, you know, if if they're they're there, they've got a lot of guys, you know, like that you can use them.
2: No, absolutely. And whether like, you know, when we were at UCLA, a lot of times it would be, you know, we'd have certain days where we would, I would have, we would have the players. So I'd have the forwards along with Sam and, and, you know, I, I'd have the keepers and we'd structure things around that. But on days that technically I didn't like, it was like, who's coming back? From rehab, who's ready to strike a ball? Like, who can use? There's so many players. Like, who can I use? So I, you know, I would always see who I could grab because that realism is is paramount, you know. And even if it's instead of using a blow up doll, you have enough players that you can use live people, you yeah. know. It it makes a difference if you have that ability. If you have that option, do it. Absolutely, do it.
0: Yeah, you know, and I and I think you know, obviously, Bush. Also, you know, I, don't, I don't, don't
2: want to strike all those balls.
0: but but also i mean no disrespect to the goalkeeper union out there but there's a much there's a huge difference between somebody that day in and day out trains as an outfield player the way they move the way they strike a ball the but also their vision
2: on the goalkeeper
0: exactly they're
2: gonna see so like I used to love when I'd get Mia Fischel, who's playing for Chelsea now. And because Mia had this such a quick release on the ball that I couldn't mimic as a coach. And her timing and everything that even if I had other attackers with me to, to put into a drill, they couldn't do. And so now you have a totally different vision, a totally different Concept that when you come up against another team that has a similar type of a player with a quick, quick release, quick turn, you've seen it, and and it's it's important to mix that up. And if you have the ability, I used to make kids bring their their brother out or something. I was like, you know, let's get an extra person out here if we can have it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or sister. (laughs) sister. I think there's a time and a place for everything, Mike. Like you were saying earlier, right? Like depends on the age, depends on the level, depends on Mm -hmm. again. The why, what you want to accomplish. Yeah, there's some days where we may not get this dynamic, if you want to call it that. It might just be, you know, serve a cross in. Oh,
2: absolutely. We used to, and when I played for New York, we used to end practice some days where it was just getting that timing. It was just like, let's just, we're just going to serve some crosses in. It's like a dance. Get your steps in, get your timing in, know when to go for the ball. There was no pressure. And it was just repetition, repetition.
0: Yeah. You, you, you know, you're, you're making me think, you know, too, you know, Bushy in regards to like, I think a lot of, a lot of coaches out there when we talk about the foundational, foundational ages and, you know, obviously I was talking about, you know, compartmentalization, you know, earlier I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about at the, at, at the higher levels, at the, at the, at the foundational leg- levels, it is important to compartmentalize and teach mm-hmm. them step-by-step step how to do specific actions. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, for sure. I I think, you know, again, depending on the work, the level, depending Mm -hmm. on the age, right. Something like this might not be beneficial to them. Right. They, 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 you might even just start them with a toss ball. You know, we start a lot of our crossing days with just a toss ball. As he was saying earlier, just to get our footwork and our timing into it right now I may add, Hey, you're going to catch this one. You're going to punch this one to, to now add the, the across the body boxing, you know, or two handed straight forward, right? You can add that technical side into it, but I'm working on their footwork and just their timing into the jump before we get live, you know? So again, it depends on the level you're dealing with, depends on what you're trying to get accomplished. Um, I've, my opinion, I think sometimes now, you know, sometimes you see, you know, almost too much going on. Yeah. Right. Almost too much. Go, We got to go here. We got to go there. We got to do this. We got to do that. No, like your goalkeeper is not ready for that. They can't catch the ball.
2: Exactly.
1: Teach exactly. him or her how to catch the ball properly first or dive or whatever, you know, here I'm making Jamali or whoever's in goal, find that, little. you know, whether it's a pass or even a roll, like the, the quick transition, boom, I caught a cross. Can we, you know, can we get after him? So, you know, going from out of possession to in possession. Right. And just that thought process of, we want to play quick. We want to play fast. Um,
2: I'll never forget. I tell that story about my first ID camp I ever did. And I came out and I had my, my little session and everything like that. And you know, it was, it was a crossing and shooting session because I only had them for a certain amount of time before they played like scrimmages for coaches to watch. And I'm like, Oh my God, they can't catch the ball. Yeah. And I'm like, I like I had to change my whole session on the fly because I was like, I thought this was an ID camp, but I'm like, apparently not. And they can't catch the ball. Like, I have to actually totally go in reverse here, you yeah. know, and and yeah. realize, no. We have we have a problem. <laughs> like, I
0: mean, lo- I mean that that's that's a whole other topic right there in regards to like you know how do you ha- how do you handle you know coaching in, in an I in in a, in an identification element you know uh, you know environment because a lot of the times Bushy an ID camp is ID- is identifying who can't play. Uh, well, I mean, to-
2: I would say first of all, parents stop sending your kids to ID camps when they're not at the level to be in an ID camp. Mm-hmm. Period. Just because yeah. you want them to be in front of a college coach, there and they have no business being there because. I, you know, in this, in those situations, I we only have a certain amount of time and the whole point is to ID players instead we're not there. I'm not there to break everything down and teach a kid how to catch. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm for like send them to regular camp and I'll do yeah. that, but that's a whole nother story.
0: Send them oh to camp favorite. shutout, send them to camp they shutout know. and learn, learn, learn how to be a goalkeeper. And then apparently then I'm never going to gonna go gonna be asked to be
2: camp. a coach there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, kid
2: can't catch. Get him out of here. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, look, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, when you're talking about, you know, spending money and everything like that as, as a parent out there, and this is just kind of a thing for parents out there, it's like, where should you spend your money? Should you spend your money finding an outside coach in your area that can develop your, your young goalkeeper or spend that same amount of money for them to go to the North Carolina ID camp where, where they're, they they're already expected to be at a certain level in yeah. order to, to be there. Um, you know, you just, you just got to, can't put the cart before the horse. Right. Pushy. No, but I think, you know, some of it's, you know,
1: and, and I'm speaking for what I've seen here since I've been here almost a year now, like some of it's just lack of knowledge, lack of understanding.
2: Yeah. agree. What,
1: le- what the level is.
2: Agreed. 100% you know, agree.
1: Where it depends on, you know, are you a, are you a big fish in a small font, pond? Or are you a mm-hmm. small fish in a big pond? And they may not know. They just may not know what that level well, no, is. They,
2: yeah, their kid is doing great on their club team and stuff, and they're this like really athletic, great little goalkeeper. Technically, they're technically they're not a good goal; they're not there. Yeah, and it's not understanding that you have to get get there for. I mean, we've gone off tangent, but we've you have to get there because mm-hmm. you know the amount of times I've seen goalkeepers get in put into those situations and and quit and literally be. All of a sudden, get an injury or something, but at the same time, like just know that it's over their head. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: So, pushy, know, pushy, I got a. Call- they just don't know better. They just don't yeah. know better. No, they See? don't.
0: No, I mean, and that's, that, and that's where parents education comes into play, which is something that we're trying to, to help with, yes. uh, <laughs> with everything moving forward. Um, Bushy, I, I want to ask you though, you know, w- w- with the limited time, and I appreciate you do doing this because I know, you know, you're still in the middle of the season and well, not the middle, I mean, you're at the end of the season before the playoffs and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a busy time, but, um, for, for any, any young coaches out there that are listening, you know, what's the best way in your opinion to, to layer your sessions, so they have all these different elements, but you're not still overcomplicating it.
1: I, I mean, a, a lot goes into it, right? And it's, it's, it's like being a player too. The more times you work on it and the more training sessions you get and games you get, the thing, things get easier. They get better. You, mm-hmm. you, can, you can adjust on the fly. You can, you know, oh, this worked today or this didn't work there you know a a lot goes into it you know how much time do you have with them how many how many sessions are you seeing them you know whether it's a club a college you know i was i was just having a a chat the other day with you know a a young college goalkeeper coach you know and then sashi speaks on that quite well of like once you get in that season you don't have a lot of training time Mm -mm. every two or three days so it's just like okay we played we recovered now we're traveling oh Maybe you get one session in, then you're playing again.
2: You you got two games a week.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, so all of that goes into it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but for me on a normal week, I have, you know, if there's no open cups or anything like that, we've got a full week. Right. So I've got thoughts and ideas of each day, what I want to accomplish, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, start thinking about the night before. And then, you know, I might doodle on, a, on the notepad at home when I get in first thing in the morning. Now I'm shaping it a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I take that out with me. But there's plenty of times when we're in there where I might tweak something on the fly because, you know, maybe something's popped into my head. Maybe I've seen something mm-hmm. from Jamal or Chris or, or Jonathan where I'm like, ah, let me do it this way because I need to work on that footwork a little bit more or I need to do this with them um and so it it it's 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 an ongoing always kind of tweaking it situation um and mm-hmm. you, you know but the more experience you have and the more practice you have at it the easier that becomes again just like just like a player with experience um and i always kind of have what i want to accomplish especially earlier in the week you know um whether I'm just bringing them back in for the first day, or whether it's a it's a workload day, um, once we get to that end of the week, now it's a I still know what I want to accomplish, um, but it'll also tell what we're gonna see on that weekend a little bit, you know.
0: Yeah, and I and I and I, and I like what you just said there, you know, to Bushy because you know, it's not it's not black or white. It, it, it is, it is a gray because it's always going to be, it's always going to be changing, you know, and you're going to be making adjustments on the fly even day of during the activities based on what you're seeing. Yeah. You know, if something, if you're like, Oh, this isn't working or this isn't quite the picture that I was actually had in mind right there. You might be like, you know what, we're going to change this up. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And I think also, you know, field player coaches out there just this is for you if something happens in a game on a weekend like you know some weird goal or something like that this isn't something we need to as goalkeeper coaches work on that week (laughs) you know like if if we see something consistent and we consistently see somebody going too far near post when they shouldn't be pulling them and being in the consistently wrong position and stuff like that. Then that's something that we're going to say, OK, we have to implement in our prep and our training throughout the week for games because this is something they're consistently doing wrong. You know, yeah. if the ball hits off the crossbar and them in the back of the head, it's nothing we have to train, um, <laughs> you know, and you get that with coaches. Well, she let this goal in. You need to work on. I'm like, I don't need to work on that. Yeah. You know, we don't need to. And I mean, you need to work on everything all the time, but you know what I'm saying? So
0: no, no, but I, but you know, Bushy, I, you know, Suski just brought up a great point in regards to like, first off, you know, don't, don't, don't develop your sessions around outliers. Cause that it's, it, you're never going to be able to replicate it. It's probably never going to happen again type of thing. But second of all is that I see a lot of young goalkeeper coaches out there, Bushy, who, and by by young goalkeeper, I don't mean young in age. I mean, younger as in less experienced goalkeeper coaches who their sessions are focused on the most, the most irregular goal scoring opportunities as opposed to the most regular goal scoring opportunities. So th- then they kind of need to flip flop that. Right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the meat and potatoes, right. The meat so and potatoes. Absolutely.
2: absolutely, you know? Because that's, that's what's getting the job done. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, I, and I think, you know, it goes back to one of my, you know, things I said a little bit earlier, like sometimes I think, you know, people want to be so creative, right. And, and their session to look so good. And, and, you know, and sometimes it's again, simplify it. Right. You know, I, a lot of times I'll look at, you know, um, Manuel Neuer in Germany or Bayern Munich. Right. If you ever watch their videos, they're very, very simple. You're lucky if there's cones anywhere, you know, Um, and it's just simple goalkeeping movements. Right. Uh Again, I'm not saying that's 100 percent right or wrong, but, you know, there there's a time and a place for everything. Um, you know, some people may look at my, you know, my whole session and say, well, he always starts with kind of just some sort of movement to get him going at the beginning. You know, I'm very fortunate. Bob gives us plenty of time. I've never really felt this whole entire season like, OK, I we got to kind of get through it because he needs him in 10 or 15 minutes.
2: Right. I so hate that. <laughs> I have that
1: luxury. I know it's at least going to be 30 minutes, you know. Um, you know, but I have again, I have as you were talking earlier how do you layer it? You know, there's some sort of just movement activation always to start them. Mhm. So it, you know, whether it's in cones, whether it's you know ladders or whatever, just you know, you're warming up the car, right? You're warming the car up. And then we get into the handling and things like that. And sometimes it might be Tennis balls. Sometimes it might be, you know, different things like that. Um, and then we'll, you know, we continue to to raise the tempo. Um, so that's the way I kind of like to layer it in, in the phases. And then by the end, we're whatever we're doing, we're live, you know, whether it's crosses or as live as we can get within our little world, you know, shots or or movement or one V ones or co- some sort of combination.
2: Yeah, Yeah, You know, know, coaches out there, if you find because we've all been there, if you find that you have that coach that that doesn't give you that time that it's like, hey, I need the goalkeepers in 10 minutes or, you know, the team's going to, you know, they're doing their team warm up or whatever. And then I need the goalkeepers 15 minutes later. Well, you need to be able to incorporate. You need to be able to, number one, take the keepers and work in their warm up with the activation and stuff to 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 like to to use that time to the best of your advantage. Like mm-hmm. if you don't have a lot of time with your keepers, how do I make the most of the time? Don't let them jog up and back and skip with their team. Bring them in and and have them do activation and have them do handling within their warm up. Yeah. So you can find more time.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. No. Speaking of time for time constraint purposes we uh we're going to move on to some of these uh these breakdowns of these actions right here, how showing how kind of how the picture all kind of comes together. And Bushy, I love the fact that thank you for sharing all the practice content that you've got, all the session content you've got, because I think it really gives a, a better context to when we're seeing the match actions and going like, oh, now we see how the whole picture, yeah. you know, kind of comes together. Um, And I think this is this is your last match. I think what it gets San Antonio is that. Is that who you guys just recently played this is, um, this, this past weekend? No. I think so. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of like a squared ball played across right here and Jamali comes out, yeah. but he holds position. Yeah. He doesn't like try to chase space right there because he recognizes based on that touch that there's no way he's going to be able to steal ground right there. He holds position. And then it's very simple. It looks simple to the layman, but that's, yeah. that's not an easy save to make.
1: Yeah. So this is Tulsa, what, two weeks ago. Um, and this okay. is something I've been working with, not just Jamali, but all three of them with, you know, if you can get in their face, right, obviously get in their face and and goalkeepers today love the spread, you know. Um, Jamali is <laughs> quite good at spreading and also getting in long barriers. But a lot of the times if we, you know, we get caught in between. And so we spent a lot of a lot of work with Jamali of get high, But if you can't get in his face, I don't want you getting caught just running at him where all he has to do is just play it around you. So if you can't close it and get in his face and either smother it or long barrier or that, you got to get your feet set because he is so quick with his reactions. If he's set in balance more times than not, whether it hits him or he's able to make a reaction save. And this is just, yeah, it looks simple, but he's staying balanced. I can't get on top of him. I'm going to hold my ground. Right, and and the shooter ends up, you know, putting it into his body.
2: Yeah. And how many times? And you, we're totally on the same page, and we know that. that how many times we see those goalkeepers that the decision here is to come and yeah. to to go, and that's what the field. That's what he's waiting for. If you come and you attack him in here, if you go down, if you try to spread, if you do anything, the ball's by you. Yeah. So get yourself set, make yourself big, realize that you're right, Mike, the touch is too tight for you to move. He's waiting for you. He wants you to give him the answer. Go ahead, come. Cause I'm going to yeah. slide it by you or I'm gonna, yeah. you know, and, and you don't. And now he's got nowhere to go. He's got pressure on him and he's got nowhere to go. You're big, you're set and you, you have your, your reaction and you're going to make the save. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I think one of the problems with this bushy, especially the, the the developmental ages for for young goalkeepers, and it is, you know, again, we always talk about you know young goalkeepers taking things literally. It's like, well, but coach told me I'm supposed to get big. I'm supposed to get big. I'm supposed to, cut you know, I'm supposed to make the goal as small as possible, type of a thing. No, um, I think
2: what you see nowadays from five yards away is somebody's going to do a, a a spread. They're going to yeah, go down that, and do a spread from five yeah. yards away. Like, what yeah. is that getting you? Like, basically, it, you're you're hoping he hits you. Yeah,
1: it, it, <laughs> it, it goes back to the why, right? right exactly. Why, why is Jamali, and both of you said it a few minutes ago, because the, the, the forward's touch is so tight, Jamali can't come for that ball. He can't because that touch is bam, and if Jamali comes, he's just passing it around them. Where if he does take a longer touch, yeah, Jamali's going to be on top of it, whether he's going down in a long barrier, whether he's standing up, whatever. But, Smother, yeah. The why is because of this touch. Right? Oh, it's a good touch. It's right down. He can hit that right now. Jamali's gotta hold.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: yeah. the distance to you know, the distance is too big, even though it's you know only whatever, four, five, six yards. It's too big. Jamali will get caught in between and now it's probably through. Him.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's a that's a great point right there. Um, I want to move on to this next clip right over here. Um, after this guy rising round in pain. Right over there.
2: That's
0: uh, that's what the guy did that after he bruised my ribs uh, uh, uh last Thursday.
2: Yeah. Your ribs, your
1: ribs hurt him.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I did, dude. He he smashed, he smashed, and I mean, he be barreled me. I was like, why am I still doing this? It was one of those moments, Susk, where I was like, man, maybe Susky is right. Maybe I should stop doing, stop doing this. <laughs> as long as
2: you still love it and you're you're okay, Mike, it's fine.
0: Well, the funniest thing is, like, as people are like, they're like, oh, you are you playing, over 30s? I was like, no, open league. They're like, what are you doing out there? That's stupid. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you might be right about that. Um, so anyway, so this ball, there's this obstructed view right here. Um, and Jamali holds post, near post right here. And it looks like it takes a little bit of a deflection. But because he's holding that position nice and tight with the near post right there, he doesn't really have to do anything. He just can kind of just cover the space, go down and and, and play it into a space into a a safe area.
1: Yeah. No, again, it's simple. It's him being patient. I always, you know, when we talk about these situations, I want you to find a way to see the ball, right? Whether it's just leaning, whether you have to slightly move. Right. But most importantly, again, because his reactions are so fast, I want him set. I want his feet set light and he's ready to go because he, he, he has quick reactions. I don't want him getting caught moving, you know, whether it's up, back, left, or right. I want him to be balanced.
2: But what I like is if anybody, to everybody that's watching this, not just listening to it, is when you do watch it is go back to the session with, you know, the resistance yeah. and now overlay it into the positioning into the saves into everything and you'll see that it's identical you'll see the high ball with the touch you'll see the distance coming off now put in your head the resistance bands around and everything so you could see how it correlates into real game
0: it's almost as is why i wanted to choose these clips um no i'm totally oh yeah it's all (laughs) that. totally uh you're so, you're totally so get...
2: smart mike
0: <laughs> i know i know i know um uh do you guys I, I know i know we're going over an hour right here do you guys have time for a couple more clips or or yeah, i don't have anything to
1: do but go home and eat dinner
0: okay <laughs> i should probably eat lunch because i've been very loopy during this entire should never not eat lunch before uh before doing the podcast that's for sure okay so now here's a, a dribble, then a n- guy's down on the ground. Yeah, here we got sure all sorts of. Guys. I'm not sure why he's crab walking right now at the top of the <laughs>
2: That's, That's embarrassing. embarrassing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but again. Jamali kind of recognizes that there is that, there, that the guy is down on the ground on pressure right there. Again, there's nothing you can do right here other than stay. But look at what we were talking about uh, hitting those volleys high, right? Because this is that lifted ball right into that danger zone, that red zone right above the shoulders right there. And Jamali just stays nice and tight on it. And just like you were talking about, Bushy, don't dive, but just guide it. Yeah, Yeah. And let your momentum take you. Again, your body's
1: gonna go with it eventually. But how many times have we seen a goalkeeper? They start arcing, they start bending, and and they actually make themselves smaller, mm. right? It's about making the save first with your upper body, and then you're you know, because of everything the momentum, follows, everything will follow it, you know. Um, you know, but what I like here again, he said early, he he stepped out, he's not too high, you know. The guy's hitting it for roughly 18. Um you know, but we want him challenging these, these angles. Cause if he's deeper, maybe this gives him more, more trouble, Um, you know, but again, it's, it's a good save, but you're not, you're not sitting there going, oh my gosh, it's an unbelievable save. This, this is a comfortable, comfortable save for me yeah. and, and for him, you know, and, and it's covered, but the simplicity of it, again, going back to the meat and potatoes side of it, the simplicity of it is what I like.
0: hmm yeah, you know, I I and I love that and I think, you know, one of the things here as I, as I wanted to kind of just show this last clip right here because we were talking about those those band resistance work here. And I, what I like about those band resistance works is it's teaching your body to be able to adjust deal with resistance one direction and then be able to kind of push the other other way as opposed to being overly dependent on one area. Yeah. Um, because now he's got to make that recovery movement to get across to make this save right there. Again, looks easy to the untrained eye, but that's not easy to do based on how that ball was uh
1: Yeah. That, I mean that out. was that was actually an orange county. That that's a that changed the game for us, even though we end up losing it. But we were under we were under the pressure quite a bit early. And that was that was just before halftime, you know, and that's just a an instinctive reaction save, you know, yeah. that he has it has in him. But it's a you know it's one that can change a game. Yeah. You know, and and that's what you need from your number one. You know, you you need you need the meat and potatoes 85, 95% of the time. And and every now and again you need that that one.
0: special
2: gotta gotta come up big.
1: Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, well, Bushy, this is this has been awesome. I I really appreciate you sharing all that stuff. Uh I want to get those bands and just go out there and play with those bands uh, today (laughs) myself personally feel like it'd be useful for my for my men's league game tomorrow night uh, if I don't I, uh, yeah immense yeah immense.
2: it would change everything <laughs> for you immediately
0: oh, oh my <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, no, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, also, you know, want to say a, a, a quick thing over here. Uh, we are just about to announce our our first uh, our first group of uh, of mentors uh, for the Union goalkeeping, and one of them is going to be John Bush, uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds goalkeeper coach, who you may or may not be familiar with. He may or may be here right now uh, with us with us right now. So we're very very excited for that. And Bushy, why don't you just talk a little bit about why why you want to kind of give back to, to you know to kind of that next generation? Well. You know,
1: all of us have had mentors throughout our life on and off the field, you know, and, and for me, there's quite a few special people, um, you know, that, that helped me get to where I got to as a player and are continuing to help me get to where I want to go as, as a coach now. And, you know, they did it for me and it's my turn to, to kind of give back to this next generation and, and share my knowledge, uh, what I know on the field, but also off the field, you know, and, and how to deal with certain things and, and, you know, the ups and the downs of, of life and the ups and the downs on the field, you know, cause you know, Mike, you, you know, my story over my 21 year career, like, yeah, there were a lot of highs, but there were also a lot of lows, you know, and, and dealing with three major knee injuries, being traded, being cut, you know, all that stuff. Um, You know, and, and life's, life's the same thing. You know, you you have ups and downs in life and it's how you, you know, how you dust yourself off and get back up. But I wouldn't have been able to do it, whether it's on the field or off the field, if I did not have certain people in my life to help pick me up when, when things really got tough. And so, you know, it's my turn to try to help the next generation in, in those situations.
0: I mean, we're we're absolutely honored that 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 you're willing to to come on board and 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 guys, uh, we'll we will be setting up those uh those office hours. We'll talk to Bushy about when he's available, uh, and and also for for different scheduling of different uh different types of programs. Uh, they are in season right now. They hopefully will be making a very long playoff run. So uh, so so sit tight, uh, because we want to make sure that these 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 hours work and they're going to be uh, beneficial to, to everybody out there. But, you know, somebody like yourself is going to be such a valuable resource and, you know we're, uh, we're, we're very, 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 exci- very excited about it, man. Very, very excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be, It's going to be great. And uh, obviously, if you want to also get some mentorship from Saskia Weber, uh, you're also going to be able to do that, too, because she's also going to be on the on the platform as a mentor. Um, And I guess me, I guess me as well. And there'll be a bunch of other people, too, uh, doing stuff. Uh, Bushy, if people want to connect with you, I believe you already got your union handle up and running. I think it's I think it's just John Bush uh, from what I from what I'm looking at right over here. Uh, Yep. Yeah. It's John. Bush. Got to put that dot in there. So it's a. Yeah, i put a point. dot
1: in there at some point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, you can always edit it if you want. Uh, obviously, guys, if you want to reach out to us with a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion, uh, at goalkeeper podcast on the union, or contact it inside the eighteen mediacom dot uh, com by email. If you want to reach out to Suskia, it's at Suskia on the union, or myself at goalkeeper podcast. Uh, shout out to Stan Anderson uh, who uh, put in an emoji in this podcast that I didn't understand. It was just a car emoji. So I didn't know if that meant that he was driving in the car uh while while watching this, while listening to this. Hopefully use just car, listening to this. Used
1: car salesman. Oh,
0: use car salesman. Yeah. That right. was that, that makes- was his way of acknowledging what I said about him. Okay. Now that that makes perfect sense. Uh well guys, I am going to make some steak salad. Uh that is all the time on inside the 18 and we are out <laughs> later guys. Bye
2: guys. Yeah!